You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. I certainly hope you dance as well as you dress. There's only one way to find out. You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help? Hold on. They care about me. Because you're a goddamn fortune teller, Ellie. What you wrote in your new book actually happened, and you kicked a hornet's nest you didn't even know existed. I'm in some really big trouble, Mom. Oh, so now you're experimenting with drugs. I want all assets on them now. I need her to write the next chapter. God, I hate that cat. It's time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Welcome to the periodic table of awesome. <laughs> are we all dancing? What a vibe. Um, are, are we all the wiggles? <laughs> <laughs> I can't spin in my chair or I'll choke myself with this, otherwise I'll give you a whirly bird. <laughs> a what? I believe um, I believe Henry I believe Henry Cavill uh, uh had one of them earlier. Um I'm I'm slightly concerned by the A, the image of you giving either me or D on a whirly bird. Uh, hey, also, hey, hey. <laughs> Don't exclude Peter. Giving Peter a whirly bird is, is a very different thing. It goes into a very different direction. Um, but also, it's been very hot and sweaty here in Sydney in the last couple of days. Quite frankly, Have that it. whole whirly bird thing? No, no. I mean, come on. Get your minds out of the gutter. We're a very serious <laughs> and respectable, you know, yeah, niche no review. Yeah, over here. <laughs> That's a better one, Jill. We could call it the Helicrochter. 
<laughs> that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, that, that's better than what we came up with earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we'll not be talking about. Uh, no, we're not. <sighs> Hello. We're doing introductions. Introduce yourself today, tonight for the first time based in your best shit spy accent. <laughs> Who is a spy accent? Oh, I'm not sure. Hello, I'm Dion. The name's Jill. Bond Jill. (laughs) (laughs) My my shit spy accent would just be my normal accent because if I tried to do an accent, I would immediately blow my cover. Uh, I'm Peter and I won't tell you if I'm a spy or not. That's as, that's as good as it gets. So far, best spy ever of all of I us. I may or may not be a spy. It's probably how I'm going to start the rest of my interactions from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I am very much not spy from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a spy from Kazakhstan. Yeah, etc. Me and my friend Bolden and Dimitri, we are not spies at all. We are lawyers in small town in Sydney. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing yeah. tonight? It's it's a new month. It's February, the shortest month. Yeah, oh, not oh, this yes. year, isn't it? Is, is, this... it a, is it a leap? You get year? a cheeky little day extra this We're year. We're still the sh- it's still the shortest month though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like every Just... year, February is the shortest month, right? Like <laughs> no, sometimes it goes all out to thirty four days. It's one of those fucking mad like <laughs> months where it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go with whatever. Lousy, like lousy smarch weather. <laughs> March. Okay, smart. Ah, so we're, we're here and we, we, we're talking spies. It's very spy-tastic. Um, mm. And I don't know, are you excited about spies? Who's a, Who loves their spies here? I, I mean, mean, yeah, like a good spy movie. Like, yeah. I mean, and which version are you talking about? Are you talking about the James Bond era spy movie, or are you talking about the Tinker Tailor Soldier spy sort of? Oh, theme? that was a bit of a yawn. Oh, come on! <laughs> Look, I really tried to go for like art house British film, but God, it was boring. What about the Thirty Nine Steps? I'm, like, I mean, fuck's sake! I'm more of the Austin Powers kind of spy. <laughs> 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 Spy kids. Yeah. <laughs> spy kids, no. <laughs> no, just no. no. Straight up no. no. Hey, where, where's your Hard spy no. I mean, I, I won't tend to seek out a spy, um, but I will occasionally spy if if the urge, um, if it calls to me, uh, right. like uh, slow horses call to me. Yes. So uh, I will have an occasional spy, but I, I, I don't spy on purpose usually. What about, what about, what about spooks? No, I never watched Spooks. What about Jason oh. Bourne? Oh. I was going to say, where were we at? I with mean, Bourne? the first one, and then like, what are you doing? What about Mission? <laughs> what about Mission Impossible? Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one, and then like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I, I'm a big fan of Mission oh, Impossible, dear. so long as it's in Sydney, and so long as it's directed by John Woo. That's the, really fucking know, moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motorbikes flying at each other. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, yeah. Oak, Oakley sunglasses yeah. being thrown before they blow up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I dipped into a bit of the alias back in the 90s. Fucking <gasps> alias. Yes. Nice. Loved alias. He was my favorite jester. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Three people in the world got that fucking gag. <laughs> I didn't. 
and, and I nearly killed Peter with it. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Um, yeah, I look. I I grew up on spies stuff because Dad. The the only films that Dad would ever really kind of bring home, like back in VHS times, was the uh, the Double O Seven movies. So quite mm-hmm. often the the whole thing was like, yeah, okay, we're watching a James Bond on a Friday night on the video. That was that was pretty fucking cool. I've realised since then that they're not particularly great films. Many of them are terrible, like horrifically misogynistic and all sorts of terrible oh, God, things. Yeah. But hey, yeah, and extremely predictable. Yes. You you knew exactly what was going to happen, and that's I think that's probably why I liked Austin Powers so much because it was like aha, oh right, you're in on the joke too. <laughs> okay, so you're mm. all for you're all for like fun spy rather than actual spy thing. Is that the litmus test that I'm getting here? Is I that... like both. Just got to be exciting. Spy does it have to have a twist though? That's the thing. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. We're this early into the review and you've said the T word already? <laughs> what a twist. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Remember, um, that's from the marketing ow. material. Which <laughs> annoys me on so many levels. Is that because the cat yeah. stays in the bag 90% of the movie and it's just yeah. like... What do you uh, mean? But also, like, they're, clearly they're setting this whole thing up to be, like, all the marketing is about... Don't tell anybody the big secrets. Don't st- don't tell anybody, and it's all going to be about the cat. And when we get to the spoiler section, we'll talk more about that. Hmm. But- I mean, we, we may have to do an early spoiler section because it's very, very hard to talk about this film without <laughs> revealing a twist. Because to- this yeah. film is like it's it's basically. I mean, I la- I know I know that last week was just <laughs> absolute chaos, depending on and you were rolling it however you felt like rolling it. But do I do I have to put up the thing to, <laughs> to say spoilers yet? Like, yet. I, mean, I, think, I think we can get through twenty minutes yeah. without revealing I mean, any of the major plot yeah. points. Are we just yeah. doing spoilers first, and then the last half of the podcast shall be spoiler free? Just just to throw it around a little bit. I, I, you know what? I say fuck it. I say <laughs> let's just talk about the other things that we've watched and give short reviews use right now put off talking about argyle for at least 20 minutes then sure. rate it then do a clip fuck it yeah, why yeah. not no worries oh, actually tonight you we're mean gonna... what we do every week <laughs> tonight we're just going to actually give a pre-review of madam web uh and then <laughs> <laughs> and then come back and see how accurate we were in two weeks how's that i'll tell sound? you it'll be dry dull uh what other adjectives I fucking saw um, Dakota Johnson's SNL episode, and thank God for nepotism because she wouldn't have a career otherwise. Uh, Holy uh, moly, she was a stinker. If Justin uh, Timberlake didn't take over the whole fucking episode, it would have been awful. Well, I'm I'm sad I haven't watched it. I'm glad that I haven't watched it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are doing but Argyle. anyway. Argyle. We are talking about Argyle. And what is Argyle? Yeah. Argyle is a is a, a particular kind of print yes. that is made famous <laughs> is. by uh, you know socks colonialist Britain, uh, who just kind of came in and went, yeah, this yeah. is the the cool thing. And because this is made by a British person, he decided to call it Argyle, and then created an entire uh, false narrative around it, which was used in the marketing, and everyone got confused. And in the end. Mm. We're not quite sure where this came from because okay, someone. So how yeah, much... Do we want to go into that a little bit more? Probably. Yeah, I was going to say, how much of people kind of like warmed onto the whole weird marketing thing for this this movie? Because there's 
there's a there's a whole thing going on that I wasn't even aware of. It's a very yeah, me neither. I, I didn't glom onto it. I didn't find out about it till after. There's a very small amount of me that just wants a absolutely stupid toy they had on the desks, which was just that yeah. thing of like, oh, action figures. Maybe <laughs> Henry Cavill shit haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and also John Cena Hawaiian shirt. I'm sort of sitting there going, maybe. Maybe I do. And then I was like, no, what um, is going on with this thing? So, yeah, the, anyway. uh, uh, alongside the film, there is this weird marketing campaign that is seemingly about trying to work out whether or not Argyle is a real book. Um, and from what I can tell, the book has been released into the world. Mm. There is a book of Argyle. It never existed before. And it's a little bit like um, Princess Bride. So... The yes. Princess Bride. If, if anyone's ever, no, no, no. The Princess Bride. Oh, um, are you okay. saying that S. The, Morgenstern isn't a real so author? The, that is correct. <laughs> so it was written by somebody who was talking about a book that didn't actually exist and was retelling it. And so this is feels like it's trying to do some of that, where it's like, oh, there's this mystery as to who this author Ellie Conway is. And maybe that would have worked if you'd actually, I don't know, done the marketing six months before the movie and built up some kind of conversation about it. But doing yeah. it when the movie comes out, where everybody sees it and goes, oh, it's just Bryce Dallas Howard, but what I, What are you doing? But everyone... No, it did start up months before the movie. It started up a whole year before the movie. It just didn't did really it? gain any track. Oh, yeah, if you look at the Instagram page of the author of the book, um, that that goes back posting about a year. Um, oh. Yeah, it was like one of those. I was the author of the book. I don't I know. Saw, I, I saw I saw some what, of like... the social media where Henry Cavill was signing the books and putting them in a different place in bookstores and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, fine. But in the end, it just ends up like, like did you see Tar, the film? Yes. Tar? Yeah. Um, you know, which was all about the you know famous composer Tar, who wasn't real, and that oh. actually made me go, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Not real. Movies are lying to us. What's going on? Based on a true Are you telling me Fargo isn't based on a true story? What Hang on, fuck? are you trying to tell me that Transformers aren't actually real and don't exist in the real world? While they are robots in disguise. <laughs> they... They're spies. Yeah. Ah. It all comes back to this. Yeah. In the um, real world, Quinny, Decepticons are the good guys. Oh, how dare you? Um, <laughs> the the really weird thing about this whole marketing campaign, though, as as we've obviously said, it didn't work particularly well. Mm. Like, there's this whole thing about, oh, it's is it the person who sold the rights to a book to a manuscript that'll become the film? No, and then so and then there was like, oh, is it's, it Taylor, Taylor Swift? Swift. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and that part made zero sense to me. Yeah, it's it's the part that everybody goes. Huh? Yeah, and I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it hits the point where you go, and I don't care. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. who who wrote the book? I don't know. Probably somebody, a, a, another author who will get the, no credit for it because it was probably paid for. Who? Gives I mean, shit? to be really, really honest, if I was Taylor Swift, I'd be distancing myself from our guy at the moment going, oh, no, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> You know. And shaggy at all she wants. Literally. I mean, look, the premise was really interesting to me. 
you know, yeah. of of the film. Because I, I love a, a, a genre parody, even, you know, if it's not a genre that I'm, like, super, super into. Um, I love having a bit of fun. I, you know, so the, the premise of the film, outside of the marketing campaign that I did not know existed going into the film, uh, is, you know, an author of cheesy spy novels gets embroiled within the plot of her own cheesy spy novels, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a lovely excuse to, you know, take the spy genre and turn it on its head and, you know, have a lot of cheesy fun with it, which, you know, at that level, totally on board. Like, sounds like a ride, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the beginning of the film does kind of deliver on that. Well, speaking of, like, you know, ideas, is there a synopsis for Argyle? Uh, yes, there yes. is. My internet's on on pedal pedal slow, so I pedal, was like, "Fuck! I hope they're not talking to me." Oh, okay. Well, I mean, hey, look, I can add a little bit of mood music to the background of this. Do you want to just talk about that? Yeah, I, I would love to, but also, uh, shit, shit accent. Where are we at? Where? What do you want? Oh, hmm. um, yeah, I didn't get many accents in this movie. Um, I would say Dua Lipa Albanian. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot help you. <laughs> Um, you do I'll a Sam read... Rockwell impersonation. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, great. That's so, amazing. Uh, hey, reclusive author Ali Conway writes best-selling espionage novels about a secret agent named Argyle, who's <laughs> on a mission to unravel like a, a global spy syndicate. However, whenever the plots of her books start to mirror the covert actions of like some, I don't know, like some real life spy organization, yeah, the line between fiction and reality really starts to blur, man. <laughs> hey. That was very good. Tell you what, uh, I'd like to drop of a hat. That, that's not yeah. bad. Thank <laughs> you, that was... Pure arson, not <laughs> something that I was expecting to work. Need more Zaphod Bibblebrox, I think, Quinny. That's, I, look, he's just this guy, you know. <laughs> not bad. Not bad <laughs> at all. Uh, all right, Thank then. You. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like Argyle, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting, fun hootenanny kind of a thing that then starts turning, and then it just keeps mm. turning weird. Does, yeah. that, does that not make sense? Do you, know, yeah. do you know what it felt like? Here, here's, here's my metaphor that I finally got. I was like trying to search for oh, one. I was grasping okay. at straws. I, well, you know what we need? I love a what Dion we really metaphor. Need? No, yeah, no, no, we no, we no, need no. a fucking emote for Dion's metaphors. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. It just goes <laughs> on. I mean, you know we've got we... one for my dad's fucking mayo, but we don't have one for his metaphors. <laughs> if you know there's sometimes when you, you're mixing paints together to try to create a color, all right? And eventually you just keep going, oh, maybe a bit of this and maybe a bit of that and maybe a bit of this. I feel like this one started off really well. Like it's colourful. It's got splashes. You've got things everywhere. It's like throwing paint at a canvas. It's a little bit pro-heart. It's a little bit, you know, kind of getting out there. I really like it. But in the end, it's like you've added too much and it's gone <laughs> to just brown. It's just brown now. It's baby like, poo brown And now. I don't know. And all of the colours that were there were distinct and, and, and capable at the start. They are not there by the end. And in the end, you left... you have gone to Brown Town, yeah, and right. nobody's happy. Yeah, yeah, and you've put you've painted it on your wall, and you stand back and you've gone, ah, well I've done that now. I have to put it out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's my metaphor for this one. I like that. That's actually a remarkably. That's a very good metaphor, Dion. 
Mm. Because it is fun and exciting and there's new things and there's stuff flying at the screen and it's kind of got this interesting conceit and you know it, everyone seems like they're having a lot of fun. And then by the end of it, I'm like, they look like they're all fucking cult victims. <laughs> they are just smiling through it, going, we just got to get uh, it done. We uh, just have to get the film done. <laughs> and, yeah, and it, it does kind have... of feels like Bryce was like, I signed up for four months and I've been here for six. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you want me to do what now? From her at the yeah, end. Okay, <laughs> fucking yeah. right, let's go. And and, and it does, it, to extend your metaphor, Dion, it has the thing of like, yes, everything starts out as a, as a lovely swirl of colours and much like cooking or anything like that where you overcook something, eventually it all of the flavors kind of leach out of it it'll blend yeah. into each other and it turns into hot brown and <laughs> this one sticks around way too long like yeah. i yeah, think if this had been for a film that's only 2 hours long is surprising yeah but if it had been an hour and 40 or something like that i think it would have been a lot more you know pacey and sort of you know uh, just there's, there's rattling a along there's a lot of fat to be trimmed off this because it just keeps turning into the movie you don't expect. And after a little while, you're like, ah, oh, okay. Like originally when it happens, you're like, okay, cool. I'll go that way. And then you're like, but you don't know where you're going now. So you're just turning in hopes that an exit will appear. <laughs> <laughs> and one does not because you are not turning the yeah. right way. Mm. I mean, one big thing from this was like the whole don't let the cat out of the bag campaign thing mm. of like there's a twist don't spoil it for people we left very confused because there's about five twists and we oh, yeah. don't know which one they are referring to which one are you talking <laughs> about don't spoil which bit yeah <laughs> we might just spoil it all for you later um I, look but i would will, say absolutely. look there were things there were lots of things that i liked about mm. this movie taken in isolation um and and there are lots of things that I, I liked in a very different way to other things that I didn't necessarily feel like then kind of belonged together in the same package, to, but I liked them as things like. Mm. So it's kind of hard to be like, like there were lots of things that I liked about this movie. Um, but, yeah, I, pacing and tonal consistency, I think, um, were some some issues um, mm. with the whole package of. I mean, I've got a, I, I've got a thing that it uh, shat me, which I, I think I have to wait until the spoiler section to talk about, which was you know, the original conceit sort of thing of her overlaying Henry Cavill's action figure persona as it goes through. And then you find out later that she's like, they explain that she's actually overlaying the wrong character onto that person because she'd already created that person as another person. Yeah, like it's one of those things. It's just like, mm. hang on, we went through half the movie where you would like close your eyes and Sam Rockwell would turn into, you know, mm. Henry Cavill. And then later you find out actually in her, you know, fantasy, it wasn't that character that was Sam Rockwell. Mm. You know, yeah. and that is one of those conceits where I'm like, wait, but you established this here, but then you just you did it. What? I mean, there was a yeah. fair bit of that. Sure, there was a fair bit of that. 
all, do not get me started on how hard it is to get crude oil out of dresses, but sure. <laughs> and then what crude oil? I'm sorry, what crude oil? Because it didn't matter how much she was kneeling and leaning and splashing it all over the place, she was pristine at the fucking end of that. We had better get that fabric, And that's the, the most ridiculous thing about that scene. All the, all the fact that, all the, all the, fact Look, that the, the bad I mean, guys... Let's talk about just the basic physics of ice skating later. Or um, <laughs> the, the fact that we talk about the bad guys actually have safety protocols designed for that in case there's a spill and they were completely ignored. Can we just put a disclaimer on this whole movie that it is a Michael Vaughan film? And I can't. Matthew Vaughan, sorry, but like in what universe did any of the Kingsman stuff feel real either? Oh, the first Kingsman (laughs) film was was moderately realistic. Which one, the first one? The first Kingsman one with Eggsy. Yeah. (laughs) Except for the the terrible like bit at the end where it was just sexual weirdness. yeah, the first Kingsman <laughs> was was good fun and had some some yeah good action and stuff like that, and then yeah a terrible moment at the end that fucking ruined the whole film. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would, would whether I'd say it was realistic in its action because there were a few sequences in that that kind of amped it all up to eleven too, like the big fight in the church. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I think the good thing about this film is that it's considerably less misogynistic than his previous films. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. Matthew, uh, Matthew Vaughan's been around, he's done a lot of films, um, yes. I mean, either as a director or as a producer. So he's actually made some really great work. Like, you know, some of his works actually been quite fun and, and new and reinvigorated cinema in a certain kind of way. You know, the, the new way, new wave British gangster film owes a lot to Matthew Vaughan productions. Um, but yeah. does it work here? It's kind of is it is it satire, James Bond? I'm not sure, or it thinks it is, because it's not Austin Powers. No, it's not James Bond. It's mm. kind of Americanized. It's a little bit like can I be just? It's a little bit Matthew Riley. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I can see that. Like, I mean, you know, Australian author Matthew Riley was like, I wrote books because I couldn't afford to make any of the films because they were too way out there. And I'm like, you should now. Like, mm. everything that you had thought up and written down on the page, mate, you can probably do now because, the, like, Argyle is just absolutely chock full of CGI and it's a little bit to the detriment, but I think. Yeah. Yeah. So looking back at his his filmography, um, there are a few things that I'd completely forgotten that he'd done. Um, so I'd forgotten that he'd done Stardust. Um, but uh, I've never seen Layer Cake. You haven't seen Layer Cake? Jesus Christ. The Sound of Music? Layer Cake? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm just, uh, I've watched the X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past. I'm sorry. Is that is that? Uh, yeah. Well, we'll have to get you onto the layer cake. Layer cake's actually a good like British crime thing. I like layer cake. It's a little bit more real. But I, I like. I think people really kind of latched onto him around Kickass, and um, that was interesting. That that you know went in a in a particular direction. But yeah, I don't know. Like. Is he a great movie director? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and isn't he directing Deadpool 3? No. I don't know. Ah. 
I thought he was. I'm just no. gonna I'm gonna look that up while you talk amongst yourself. Yeah, I I, I just come down with that a hard no. <laughs> it's like I don't think he's doing that. Um, he's certainly involved with it. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, look, I yeah. distinctly remember coming out of the movie and everyone was complaining about the exposition dumps, and uh, I don't remember any of it. I um, had about five glasses of champagne before the movie started, <laughs> so I just, like, was having a really good time. I was just enjoying all the action beats and going, oh, look at that. Oh, ooh. I think I even hit Peter in the arm at one point when <laughs> when something happened and it was, like, one of the many plot twists. I was like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> It would have been one of the earlier ones, though. Even yes, it was an earlier one. Yeah. along, you'd be kind of <laughs> the oh, music was okay. playing, and my had my feet kicked up in the reclining chair, and I was like, "Yeah." But um, yeah, entirely uh, stupid in terms of the <laughs> action sequences, but that kind of stupid fun, which I I tend to enjoy. I really thought that the. Um, the moments where you're like in the book and it's going through an action sequence and the dialogue and everything was so cheesy and I really enjoyed those moments. I thought it was able to like differentiate between this is in the book stuff and this is real mm. life. I did kind of like that See, stuff. That's that's what I thought was good. Like I was saying at mm. the start, it is an interesting conceit. It's got like great transitions between how do you mesh that between what is going on in the real world and what is mm. like fake and how they do it. Everyone seems to be having a lot of fun. You know, Henry yeah. Cavill's having a lot of fun just playing. John Cena's dumb. enjoying himself. John Cena. Oh, for the two I didn't, scenes that he I didn't did. See him, I didn't see him in the film. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you're like, everyone's um, having fun. Yeah, I thought the, yeah. the, the transaction uh, – out. How many drinks have I had tonight? <laughs> the, the transitions in the fight sequences where you're swapping between the book characters and the real life characters and mm. whatever was happening, I thought it was very clever and very well done. I quite liked it. And a mm. real testament to like action directing and blocking and mm. a bunch of stuff for that. Like I, I really would tip my hat to that going, that is, you can only do that if you have people like who like great stunt team great actors who know how to do physical stuff uh, yeah. and be able to tip that. So that's like, you know, Cavill, Rockwell and the stunt team. Yeah. Nailing it. Being able so to for it. as much as they did lean on CGI, they also had a very, um, uh, what do you call it, technical uh, mm. other side of the film with with all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, stunts mm. were, the stunts were actually great. And this is what I said, like, you know, good Half two thirds of that movie, I was like, yes. I know lots what I'm... of good elements. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of really good elements. Love Sam Rockwell, yep. really engaging performance. Yep. Um, yes, I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard, but but what she had to work with for a lot of the film was, you know, not as enjoyable. Um, uh, but I, I liked her in the the role. Um, everybody who had to essentially deliberately do their jobs terribly in the in the mm. bad spy movie uh, <laughs> alternate universe, uh, great. Um, yeah, I'm very happy to see the return of Bryce Dallas Howard's um, magical running heels. <laughs> <laughs> we last saw them in yeah. Jurassic World. 
back again yes. for this one. It's like, oh, that's grating. You can run on that. It's fine. <laughs> and I, I, that that sort of fictional world is so much fun because it it, it is just hitting all of those those stereotypical spy beats, and you're just like, ah, oh, this is fun. This is this is just doing its thing. And yeah. then it hits a twist, and you're like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> and then it hits another twist, and you're like, oh. The twists I, I, I do see is kind of an extension of that parody. Like there's always a twist mm, in the exactly. spy movie. And yeah. and then, you know, taking those twists and the escalation of those twists and a number of those twists to the extreme. Yeah, because yeah, there is, is a part very, of it, yeah, there's one very complex twist in the whole thing. Yeah. But I I kind of, you, you can walk a line and, you know, you can, you can completely shatter through the um, um, diminishing returns, um, you know, barrier. And I think that is kind of what happened here um, because like one or two ridiculous twists was really <laughs> all the movie needed to be like an enjoyable spy parody, like with stylish fight scenes and stunt scenes and, and that kind of thing. Like the three, yeah. four, five, six, I didn't actually count. Um, additional ridiculous twists. Um, yeah, I think all of those were diminishing returns for me by that stage, and they, and that's where it's kind of yeah the fun started to wear off there. I think that was the issues. They kind of shot themselves in the foot because they created this very complex plot, and then it feels like they had the idea, then they had to work out how to bring that to life it was like what if it was this and then they had to kind of write around it and it got very messy and very complicated and I think that lended to having a lot of unnecessary stuff in the film and you know how they did it you know how they did it (laughs) fucking tons of exposition too much fucking exposition Jesus Christ I don't remember it but also like stylistically (laughs) because everything is like escalating 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 because it's what they're purposely doing. Stylistically, the the fight scenes kind of change from, you know, that super clever stunt work and very mm. very well coordinated to like, like, mm. oh, this is like fun, but like stylistically, extremely different to how we started. And I mm. don't hate either of the things. Like the super fun, ridiculous things towards the end were super fun and ridiculous, but it kind of felt like not watching the same movie that I started watching. I, like. I, feel, I feel like a lot of you yeah. haven't seen Kingsman the Golden Circle. <laughs> oh, no, we have. Because this, yeah. is, this is very I know, it reeked of, of that. Yeah, yeah. the mm. final fight scenes were extremely Kingsman. And I was just yeah. like, oh, oh, no, we've gone down this road. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Saying I don't like that as a thing, and I'm not saying I didn't kind of enjoy those scenes in for their own yeah, selves. Yeah, there, was, but there I didn't, were two, like... I didn't like them for the film. Yeah, yeah, but there were two opposing themes within the storytelling and it was like there was, wasn't was really a lot of consistency. And I, yeah. I will ask the question that, that Trav... Sorry, uh, Jill, you were sitting next to Peter hitting her on the arm. Yes. I was sitting next to Travis and he was hitting hit me on the arm. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a question he asked and I actually came out at the end of it and I went, and I thought it was a very, very legitimate question. What was the? What were they after? What was the point? What were they trying to do? Yeah, and it wasn't bullet. until you guys even asked at the end that I was like, um, it was yeah. the silver bullet. <laughs> they needed to get the silver bullet. What did that yeah, do? But like, but it's what, a what, what was the silver bullet? 
Yeah, but it didn't do anything. <laughs> it just had I mean, again, I think that's like a very direct parody to the genre. Like, <laughs> it was like a maybe a too literal parody. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's your MacGuffin, but like if you if there's in so many ways there's nothing ex- at stake. Yeah. Like mm. you know, there's there's I mean, what's up with USB sticks? Does anyone use USB sticks anymore? Because I know I don't. I have gone down in my use of USB sticks because it's all on the cloud now. Why wouldn't you just say um, it's on a secure server on the cloud and you can't get to yeah. it? The, the stakes true. were false in, yeah. in this film. Yeah, which one of those yeah. contains state secrets, though, Quinny? Um, the, this other one. <laughs> this one just one off there. screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that one. Oh, my so, goodness. Okay, so for... A spoiler-ridden film. We've been talking about this for quite a long sure. time without we're doing to talk any around spoilers. The spoilers. So well, but we're yeah. Yeah. Really well. dive into them. Like I think after we're going we to need to yes, uh, rate this and do a clip. Cool. Are you happy, do Dion? Spoilers. We're doing it absolutely hey, by the book. Look, all, for all I know, you could have been like, "Hey, I'm happy. We're going to play four clips and good night, everybody." And I would have been like, "Fuck, <laughs> okay, fine." <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll start just to help kick things off. I'm giving okay, it. I'm look at him go. It, uh, Sixty-five, because <clears throat> I'm deducting the marks off the fact that I got too confused by the end because I was having a good time at the start. There, it was mainly Sam Rockwell. Mm. It was a bit of a fish out of water story. Had lots of fun stunts. You know, Henry Cavill was having a good time. John Cena was having a good time. I had to go and Google who the fuck Dua Lipa was. <laughs> you know, so mad at you. I know, right? I was just like, I don't know who Dua Such an Lipa. old man. Who's Dua Lipa? I don't fucking know. And she did. She did a Lipa. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it was It was kind of like, it's fun. But then by the end of it, I was just actually going, can this movie end, please? <laughs> I've had my time now. And while it's all kind of like colorful and shiny, I just kind of got a bit bored, so. Yeah, I don't blame the people who are like, oh, Argyle hasn't had a really great opening weekend and has lost a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. Kind of sucks. Which is, yeah. Hmm. Because everything about it on paper looks like it should make a lot of money on an opening weekend. First half hour, 45 minutes, maybe hour, hour and 10. Great. Like, just kind of interesting. Like, oh, great. I can't wait to see where this goes. And then um, by the rest of it, I was like, I don't give a shit anymore. (laughs) Right. Um, one of the ladies, do you want to take it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would give it an 85, but you have to take into account that I had a lot to drink. So (laughs) drop that down to a 75. And then when somebody pointed out that the uh, MacGuffin was like a a red herring to the whole plot of life, I'm like, I'll take another five points off and I'll give it a 70. Right. Thank you. I'm like, I'm just like waiting, waiting. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just curious about the fact that the score comes down if we've been drinking. (laughs) Yeah, because I had beer goggles on. (laughs) Champagne goggles. Oh my god, Jill! Fucking great. And then afterwards, everyone's like, "But this, but this." I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Oh, it's actually (laughs) terrible. Oops. I mean, the lesson we should all learn from that is just to be drunk when watching movies. Absolutely. All the time. If you're, I'm gonna if you're going to have to get smashed to see Madam Web. Oh yeah. Don't <laughs> be shit faced. Fuck, that'd be entertaining. <laughs> oh, I, um, I, I'm I'm really torn because there were a lot of things about it that I really liked, and even the bits that I didn't really feel fitted in the film were super kind of cool 
in their own ways and in their own rights. Um, but if I am going to like judge it as a package in relation to my enjoyment as the like having to sit there for two hours and, <laughs> and do the entire package, I, it's hard It's hard to do a full 70. So I'm just going to have to like drop it off one dirty point and go 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. I thought about it a, a lot while, uh, like, after watching it, because at the time, very much the same as you, Jill, I started, and like drinking, I started really <laughs> strong, and I was like, yeah, I'm having a good time. This is fun. Yeah, this is great. I'm having a good time. And after about an hour and a half with no drinks, I was like, I'm starting to sober up now. It's that last half hour. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was at the point Even where I was getting. Even person the whole way through, it's the last half hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I it's got to the same to... point as you, Quinny, and I was like, oh, the drinks are wearing off, and now this is weird. Yeah. and I mean, the first thing I said after it finished was, oh, that was shorter than it seemed. <laughs> yeah. When the film feels longer and, yeah. like, it's really overstaying its welcome. <clears throat> I've seen, Red Hanger is making a very good point, and I can't wait to get to spoilers because this is the first thing I want to talk so, about. Oh, God, so, yes. So you're kind, of, you're kind of like, if, you, if you're going to be taking anything when you watch this film, it's kind of like, do it when the credits start, and then after a little while, about 45 minutes to an hour and a half later, you'll be like, oh, no, I'm in the, I'm in the zone now. That's what yeah. it's for. <laughs> like, if you need things to really kick in, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think for me it's a... It's a mm, I'm probably nah, 66. And uh, I was thinking about it. I'm like, is it 66? I don't know. 66. It's, I think it's an interesting idea to do an action movie that puts the particular person in the lead role that ends up being in the lead role. Um, and that is really cool. But it doesn't do it overly well and it overstays its fucking welcome. Um, and Dion, your your color theory explanation metaphor is annoyingly good. Yes, I'm annoyingly good. <laughs> like, because it's absolutely <laughs> what it does. It just smooshes and turns into brown. Sure. Uh, Shall we go to see a clip and then come back and talk about it spoilery? Yeah. My word. Yes. I'm going to go to the, the defending Ellie bit. The train. Sam Rockwell on a train with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's Ellie not. Coping with it. Okay, we'll go with it. God, I love this book. See, I said I'm true. Who's the weirdo now? Not a real friend. Don't worry. I have it all under control. I got everything under control. Are you okay? Yes, great stunt blocking. Amazing stuff. I really enjoyed watching them do all that kind of stuff but uh ultimately just let me left me you know a little bit a little bit sad didn't quite work i also felt like the marvels did that scene better just yeah. putting it out there I mean, oh yeah that's true yeah, yeah. that was funny you know? 
That was a um, little bit Dion funnier. Isn't was, was it funnier than the oh, Marvels one? Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> okay, do you want to repeat that? <laughs> no, no, not so. Either. People can make up their own minds about what we said there. And I'm just saying it was <laughs> fucking flawless. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Um, oh dear! Yes, we're back okay. in the, the spoilery section now, so we can at yes. least talk about some of the, the twists. First thing I would like to address is Hollywood's strict no homo policy and the detriment oh. that it is causing to our society, because <laughs> it is revealed that Henry Cavill's uh, book character Argyle is. Oh, you're in jumping. Fact, r- yes, you're jumping yeah. right to the last. Fuck twist. it, we're in spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No, let's, there. Okay. Like, right, let's fuck, be, like, okay. If you're Shit. still hanging around. Yeah, if you don't want to get want spoiled. To experience the 10 twists. Sorry, I'll just. I'll, yeah. We're going to start with the last the one. I'm fucking leave going just, all the way. I'm just leave making now. the spoiler logo a yeah. bit bigger. There we go. Oh, I'm going okay. right just, just here. Just give him five the... seconds to, to leave. Five. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting this far I'm up, Joe. Right this up to far. the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. spoiler time. So Argyle was based on Ellie as a person, and John Cena's character, forget the character's name was based around Sam Rockwell. So there's a romantic plot at the end of the film where they're actually supposedly were in love with each other. And so when they ride off into the sunset at the end of the movie and like have a little smooch, why didn't Henry and John do a smooch at the end of their book? It would have been Perfect. It would, it would have, have been. It, I would have given it more points. I would have yep. actually raised yep. the film up a few notches yep. if they'd given us that moment. Because it would have yeah. been 100% in keeping with the characters. Funny as fuck, but also. Not just even a, just that, but like everybody I spoke to after that movie was like, why didn't they kiss? Like, and these aren't people that are like saying everything should be gay. It's just like it kind of called for it. And, think, and this from fucking Matthew Vaughan, who finishes a film where, like, the reward for finishing a film is having to getting to have anal sex with a girl. Like, dude, you you're yeah. not you're not afraid of a bit of a shock fucking Maybe. ending. This would have been so much better. I can understand it because I just did not want to see Henry Cavill kiss anyone with a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, me. I don't watch Henry Cavill do anything with that haircut. No. Oh, do you know what I want I to watch Henry Cavill that do? He's auditioning for the the lead in Gargoyles. Do you want to know what no. I want to see Henry Cavill do with that haircut? Is get a better haircut. Oh. <laughs> he he got a mullet at the end of the movie. No, they were oh. both bad. <laughs> okay, who wants to drop another spoiler? Okay. I mean, I've forgotten the details of of all of the spoilers, um, okay. but oh. I will say. That pre prior to that, and that wasn't even the first spoiler that happened. No. Um, no. But the, prior to that, you know, that main spoiler being revealed, uh, whereby uh, Ellie is not just a helpless author, um, but also a badass spy. Um, yeah. I kind of like saw it coming. Because of all of the screaming and rescuing she was doing in the first 40 minutes of the film, I was like, we obviously can't make a film these days where the only female character does nothing but scream and be rescued. Uh, So, (laughs) like, obviously she's going to have to be completely badass at some point in this film, Um, which is why I kind of feel like I thought Bryce Dallas Howard was great, but, like, when you're being given, like, screaming and being rescued to work with, like, it's, it's hard to do a huge amount with that. Uh, until you also get to bring that other element of the character in. 
So go back a few twists. <laughs> and one of one of the very first ones is the the whole thing about her parents. Um so and that was one that I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. Because yeah. like the the revelation of so her mum's Catherine O'Hara, who is having a fucking great time, as she always seems to be. Yeah. Um and you we find out that her father is oh my my heavens the big bad guy mm. and you're kind of like oh shit okay that's fun and that alone I like would have spoilers, been but also completely out of order this is amazing yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. but like that part alone <laughs> would have been a cool plot twist and a cool movie thing but then mm. they had to pile more and more and more on top of it <sighs> yeah. It was like, and, oh, her parents are actually the bad guys and she didn't know this entire time. I mean, she's actually yeah. been writing this book about all the spy secrets that she, like, subconsciously uh, has picked up. It's like, no, she subconsciously picked them all up because she is the spy that it all happened to and she's been brainwashed. And it's like, oh, oh God, okay. Oh, but maybe Sam Rockwell's a bad guy, but maybe he's a good guy. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> maybe and she's a bad guy. Maybe she's yeah. the good guy. Maybe she's yeah. the good guy. Yes, maybe she's, oh, God, that fucking. Uh, uh. And maybe... then, oh, my God, he's been. This entire time, but also she's a sleeper agent who gets triggered by music box. What the where fuck? the fuck did that oh, come from? Okay, <laughs> too many. Okay, Karina. Like at that stage, it's like the movie needs to finish now. We don't yeah. need this scene. Karina, who yeah. is sadly not in the chat tonight, she and I were both bitching that like Ellie's Winter Soldier move was considerably less cool than Sebastian's dance. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, oh God, yeah, too, too many. And, and and the thing with each of these twists is that they're almost invariably accompanied by at least five minutes of exposition by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like you the don't moment just get to a... experience a twist, then you have to have it explained. Yes, yeah. and it's either by Sam Rockwell, who's like, yeah, baby, I kind of. It turns out I love you, and I have always loved you. But also, <laughs> there's Samuel L. Jackson over there. But you know, he's going to talk to you for five minutes too. But what happened to Sam Jackson <laughs> at the end? Uh, he, yes. he got his he got the, his MacGuffin, and he was happy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and then he, he did nothing basketball. with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 He and then his... he was like, yay, I got the thing. Samuel Jackson yeah. got his paycheck and went home. Oh, That's he didn't what he need did. to be in that movie. That was can I Can I just espouse my okay. love again for a, a like a, a similar kind of movie which does this a lot better, which is The Lost City, the Sandra Bullock Oh, movie. yes. It, I haven't seen that it yet. Is, it is the same kind of conceit, which is like author kidnapped because they know something and then there is a someone that comes to rescue her as like an action hero, but also the fantasy character from the book that Sandra Bullock writes is played by Channing Tatum, who is just a himbo and useless. And it's just like that is a smart, funny... And, and having Brad Pitt's character up against it makes it all the more <laughs> yeah. funny. It's like... That had a bit of, you know, romancing the stone about it. It had some yeah. of that kind of real classic stuff. And it does it in a lot shorter space of time too. Yeah. So, like, I mean, this one is like, yeah, by the time you get to the twisting style, like I love the, the fact that it's just, it's twist, 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 more twist, more twist, more twist. And guess what? At the end of the credits or the post, you know, uh, things, it's actually all tied together, you know. Oh, we haven't even talked about that last oh, one. Yeah. Right? Like, I you know. kind of had forgotten it until just this moment. Exactly. But we get a little 
Should we talk about the sure? We're well, in the spoilers if you want pair? to. Sure. Well, are we yeah, gonna let the cat out of the bag? Well, oh. here's the weird thing. So they're they're pinning this whole movie on it being based off a book that doesn't exist that was written in retrospect after the screenplay was written, and then they're trying to say that this movie was based off the fourth book, and therefore. Uh, our stinger sequence is going to be a teaser for the prequel film, which is going to be based off the first book. And now we don't actually know if this is something that is going to happen in real life or is just something that belongs in this movie. But or... also that first book is all still tied with the fucking Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, that was strange. I don't know if that was just an Easter egg thing or if they are tying it with Kingsman. Because... If you if you put a pub called The Kingsman in there, I'm yeah. I'm... Yeah, but I think I feel like that was just a nod to and the other film. No, but also, but also like the a, bartender just goes, "Hello, what you doing here? You need one of these things, eh? It's a gun. Go on then. You know, you, it's yeah, kind of but it's probable. not like the character gave his knights of the round table code name. He called himself Argyle, so it was like this is the prequel. Like this is how Agent no. Argyle started or whatever. But, but maybe King, it's like... Kingsman being about tailoring. And this being about Argyle um, yeah. fabric, I feel it's like it's, it's just feeling it's a little bit too close. Universe. Yeah, it's a little bit too close. It's like, uh, couldn't you come up with an original idea? You had nah, to like, like pastiche King, over the top of Kingsman. You Kingsman know? are the cool spies, and the Argyles are the like cheap spies, the riffraff ones. Yeah, the Aldi yeah. Aldi spies. <laughs> Wish spies <laughs> oh, oh. with their wish haircuts. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingsman shop at Harrods and uh, and the Argyle shop at, I don't know, freaking Little. Um, I mean, I stopped asking questions by the very end there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. that very, like the last scene of the film and then the stinger, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to try to make this make sense in my head. But just remember and, it. Especially, especially because you get that fucking stinger where it's possibly Kingsman, whatever, and then mm. they try and flip another one on there of Henry Cavill in another shit wig. And yeah. you're like, what? what yeah, we, that's what, what we, yeah. we just stop asking questions. That was another can, weird one can, because we, it was like, is he an actual real-life person now? Like, what's did, we all, did we all he, forget the conceit that you can shoot someone through the chest and it'll miss the heart if you shoot in a very specific way? I mean, Ariana DeBose isn't dead. Yeah, yeah was it the atrial corridor or some bullshit like that there's just this one little like the aorta goes this way and if you shoot right through that hole in that two inch gap then you won't kill the person it's like, but like as long as you plug the wound. That because it's all just part of a spy movie yeah exactly it's like mm. it's the kind of thing that would you know be taken quite seriously as something that happens in a james bond film and they do bother to point out that it is ridiculous multiple times and yeah, i but that, kind of love true. that sam rockwell gets to point out that things are ridiculous that are ridiculous several times mm. in this film. Can I also yeah. point out that the ridiculous thing of like not casting another actor to play the real life version of Kira, but like it's like oh I've yeah. I've refabricated everybody else in my memories as something in my imagination, but not this person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's yeah. just straight up the same person. Yeah. This is what I feel like. It's like yeah. oh oh no, it's, my it's ele- like it would be too confusing to add another actor in the last five minutes of the film. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Oh no, my elevator pitch got approved. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll budget. wait for to watch the pitch meeting for this one. It's oh bu- wow, <laughs> its budget is two hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going to ah, get into yeah. this? 
It's conditional and I have to spend 95% of my budget on the actors that I said I could get. Shit. So I should wanted... we talk about the battle sequences at the end? Sorry, Jill. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's yeah. fine. I mean, I was just thinking about that. Uh, I mean, when our sound was off, I was saying that, you know, I, I really liked that um, that uh, character swap stunt scene at the beginning, but that I thought the Marvels did it better. Um, mm. And, you know, the the coloured smoke fight sequence was cool, but I thought Birds of Prey did it better. Um, mm. And that's where it kind of really goes off the rails in terms of style. Like, I didn't hate it. That fight sequence, like, was super, super fun. Like, yeah. I did so like the, the ice skating was, on the crude oil, but like, but also, <laughs> also kind of fun, if not way too yeah. long. But such a huge mm. department stylistically from where we had been up yeah. until that moment. Yeah. Can, I need to point this out. All right. Okay. Literally, the bad guys during that point where they burst the crude oil and suddenly, like, after having what is technically on paper a beautiful corridor, colorful kind of thing that I think was. A little bit lifted directly from the Suicide Squad, um, one with Harley Quinn. Remember when she? Yeah, well, that's why I said Birds of Prey. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt yeah. like Birds of Prey did it better. Yeah, you did it right. Sorry, um, uh, but that but they specifically had a, a contingency which is like, do not shoot. It's in like oil. Like the oil is spilled. We cannot shoot. And then they and go, then she shot everything yeah, up at the end. end. They I'm go like, through what like what ten point? minutes of that scene, and then right at the end, she's like, "Fuck it, I'll just shoot." And I'm like. God damn. And in doing so, becomes an international fucking eco-terrorist. <laughs> because also- even though she's meant to be the good guy, she's actually made the whole thing explode, and now there are billions of tonnes of crude oil just pouring out into the ocean. Also, like, do we not think that there were maybe, like, people on that boat who didn't, like, 100% deserve to die? Like, you know, that, like, weren't, like, just the henchmen that were trying to kill her in that moment? But, yeah, I had that thought. Well, but also, do we all understand that, like, ice skating just doesn't doesn't just work because it's a slippery surface? Like. Uh, having never ice skated myself and, and, and Jill being completely perturbed by this. Um, yeah, like, she's, I, she's frozen with that face, which is amazing. She's yeah, gone. She's gone. <laughs> Got to. I, I feel like it back. was me ranting about ice skating. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was it, ice skating on oil. Jill, have you ice skated? I have once, yes. And I was surprised that I was, like, actually not bad at it. Oh, really? Yeah, I slipped over, like, a couple of times, but it, like, grabbed the wall, and then I was like, oh, I'm kind of getting the hang of this. Do you know those little push yeah, things, bad. like the stroller, kind of something you can have <laughs> yes. I need one of them. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of like, yay. I'm just terrified of it because the idea, like, as a younger person, I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. As an older person now, the idea of falling over on hard fucking ice, that's just, it's it, yeah. it's like, oh, no, that's that's everything worse. Try rollerblading first. You can do it on the grass. Yeah. yeah. Rollerblading on the grass? No. Oh, God, no. No, just to, like, get your balance and shit first. You've got to get used to standing on it. Nah. Can't just, just gate. I got old bones now. If I go anywhere near a hard surface and wheels, I'm just going to break something. That's it. I've I've got fucking arthritis in my hip. The last thing I need to do is fall down on something hard. Anyway. Anyway, 
My yeah. point was like <laughs> I, I'm not like 100% across the physics of ice skating, but I'm pretty sure it's not as simple as it's a slippery surface. Uh, exactly. The, like because the physical and molecular under the properties oil of ice. It's just concrete. It's just concrete. Yeah. Like yeah. as opposed to the ice that actually is able to change property under the blades. Like yes. the concrete can't. So I feel like just that entire scene, I was like, but this wouldn't work. This wouldn't <laughs> and, work. And, it wouldn't. and also it kind of doesn't work particularly well visually either because I don't know I found it it you mean the entirely CG skating sequence wasn't believable I don't it just <laughs> like there as you were saying Pete before like the the smoke thing you know it, we've gone into fantasy land here and there was even a bit in the middle of that where like they're they're doing the whirlycopter again um and then you look at a, a um, video camera and they're not yeah, the doing heat, it. Yeah, the so heat being signature normal. camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, so I like, think that's supposed to signify that what we're seeing really is, you know, fantasy, that yeah. we're mm. now kind of halfway between the real world and Ellie's Argyle fantasy world and we should just be enjoying yeah. it. Um, but to me that wasn't as cohesive as everything else because we mm. kind of left that behind at the start of the film and now it's like, Hang on, are we going back to that again, or is this just a inconsistency? Do we also movie? really need the cat? <laughs> oh, fuck the cat! <laughs> At the all. cat had its moment. Did the it cat had its moment. But every time I the don't cat know had a we moment, needed the cat to be CGI. so obviously CG. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. But plot wise, I didn't mind the cat. It could it could have just been a real cat, but I don't understand why it was like a weird CG. <laughs> there cat was a real cat. Me. The real cat's name was Chip. And then they CG. Well, they they spend a lot of money working out how to do CG cats in the Marvel movies. So now yeah. they just kind of take that technology yeah. and they're like, you know, what people like cats. We're gonna put cats in the film. Mm. I would like to talk talk about the uh, millennial moment that we all had uh, when the younger half of the audience gasped over a certain actor, <laughs> and we were all like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I do not understand oh, that. Yeah. So in the weird like Kingsman prequel book movie sequence thing at in our first stinger, uh, there's a young man that is playing the the twenty something Argyle character, and half the audience was like, oh. and then I'm like, wait, am I missing something? Like, oh, what did I miss? Like, I, I'm I'm missing an Easter egg that everybody's picked up. And then at the end, I was like, what was all that gasping about? And they're like, oh, and we were it's, like mm. this. It's, actor and we're like oh which actor okay it turns out it was foppish boy from anala holmes yes <laughs> foppish boy has another name I it's think my it's only like reference for him louis patterson or some shit like that i don't know but he's apparently the hot new thing and we we're all like i don't know who that was but then there was a mm. funny moment because um i feel like the older half of the audience also had their moment when richard e grant popped up for a whole two Absolutely. seconds <laughs> I'm sure Very all the other young kids Grant. Is that. <laughs> I mean, there were quite a few faces that made an appearance. For the first half of the film, I was like, it, it would be hard to, like, not recognise a face that's on the screen in this film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Except it's for Foppish of... Boy. I didn't even know who Except Foppish Boy was. Except for the one was. that we're just too old to recognise. Yeah. <laughs> mm. See, I, I was I, usually after a screening, you get a thing from them saying, hey, what did you think of the movie? Um, <laughs> yeah. I've never and once filmed one, one of those. from Universal or whoever it was. Was it Universal? Yeah, yeah, yeah Universal, Universal. released yeah. it. was an Apple film. Oh, yes, it was like Universal. Apple, Apple Finance, but Universal released. Ooh. So it's a strange Bizarre. sort of thing. 
If you couldn't tell, that and, it was and Apple financed had... from all the Apple products everywhere. <laughs> so many fucking Apple products. And I had some choice words on it. But the one thing that I realized is that I think what Vaughn was trying to do was to write a spy action thriller for um, the middle-aged cat lady audience. Um, <laughs> like, you've got the 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 very attractive men of multiple different types um mm, okay. you've got action beats that are you know good fun but they're not you know ridiculously violent it's not necessarily blood and gore and everything like that the cat and keeping the cat safe is a plot point that keeps coming back time and time again and i feel like i'm i'm, I'm not trying to reduce it or make it you know um, a joke or anything, but I do feel like this is saying, okay, can we write an action seek an action film for a female lead that isn't necessarily, um, you know, buff as fuck, um, super super strong? Like it's not Charlize Theron in in the old guard. It's not, um, uh, what's the name from Terminator Two? Uh, Linda you Hamilton. Know, Lind, yeah. Thank you, Linda Hamilton. I was going to say it, Sarah Connor. Is, yeah, it's it's somebody who is a fairly normal shape and look and everything on screen, and going, okay, can we make that work? Can we tell that story? And I feel like maybe that's who it's aimed at. The bookish. You know what? I'm not mad at that either because it's no. about time we had some normal bodies on the screen that aren't waifs like Miss Dua Lipa. I love her, but, you know, that's not the typical. That's not the normal. And I did actually give it extra points for that uh, yeah. in my review. If, if, if it had not been to that for that element of it, um, my review actually would have been significantly <laughs> significantly lower. Um, I feel, I feel like it, it was could've... hard to reveal that without also revealing that that character actually does kind of become kick-ass and, and the film and isn't just a screaming mess the entire time. But you know what yeah. was also a good thing was that they didn't dress her matronly in the beginning no. and then give her a makeover at the end. She was quite consistent mm. in, like, the fashion choices as well. So they weren't I mean, there was trying to dress, which I actually did not like. It wasn't the, the most... Dress? glamorous like if yeah. you compare it to Dua Lipa's gold dress like yeah. there's, they're definitely on different levels like someone mm. got the sheen version of the Versace dress but like <laughs> <laughs> this is the one we ordered from but Wish I feel like you know they didn't try to make her look frumpy or no uh no she like looked that. like yeah um yeah. she she her, her her look was consistent throughout which was mm. you, you, right it was kind of nice they didn't do the whole like you know, and now we're going to take off the glasses and exactly you know, do your hair. She's all that and, moment, you know, yeah. You go from having oily skin and you know limp hair to being yes. amazing. Like she yeah, was pretty exactly. amazing the entire way through. I would have yeah. loved to see it transition slowly into the argyle stupid action figure kind of thing. It's like get the <laughs> crew cut and the flat top. I still like, oh, in a crew yeah, cut. Sure, why not? Let's do that. Um, but yeah, it was. A no, I did. I, I did enjoy that element of it, and and I don't. If I mean, if 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 the um, intended audience was um, that demographic, um, I don't necessarily think that they failed. I think they succeeded in a lot of the elements of it. But I also don't think that Matthew Vaughan is the correct key creative uh, to cater to that particular intended audience. So, like maybe yeah. next time they might want to shift 
across. <laughs> and also, I don't think they market from that demographic right. catered to that demographic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If that's who you're aiming at, you didn't market the film right. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. It was definitely, you know, targeted as a this is a, a hardcore James Bond spy kind of thing, and it's not until you actually go seeking out other trailers that you start to unravel that there's a. a bizarre plot going on it just looks like a henry cavill spy film mm. Mm. but like with mm. stupid hair yes <laughs> yeah it mm. does kind of make you go why is his hair so stupid yes yes <laughs> unnecessarily so <laughs> why are they also well, unnecessarily stupid <laughs> and and pull one out for john cena who who quite literally disappears in the film like you yeah. know they keep Cavill around, but John Cena becomes a complete, utter fucking non-character, and you're like, oh, okay. But I feel that's a little bit like John Cena these days. I, I mean, like, I like seeing a small amount of John mind. Cena. Oh, there we go. Like, I don't need a lot of John Cena. Uh, I like just a, li- a sprinkling of John Cena is fine. Uh, I'm but much... if he hadn't been in London filming this movie, he never would have got cast as the mermaid. Merkin. Well, there you go. Is, is, isn't his name Merkin? Oh, yeah, Merkin. Oh, no, not Merkin. <laughs> That's why he has such oh, long, yeah. luscious hair. Oh, oh, it's terrible and I love it. Yeah. I will reiterate that I really did love Sam Rockwell in this film. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, he's great in like he he definitely for all of the like spinning off his axis that he that it did, he like was the best anchor it could have hoped mm. for. I do feel like yeah. it, it's the same sort of thing as, uh, like, while everything is focused on everyone else around him, he does allow us to connect with that character in most of his films. Like like in Galaxy Quest, you know, he is the 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 avatar of all of us as fans who've turned up and then all this shit happens and freaks out. Like, that's the kind of thing I like about Sam Rockwell. I he didn't get to dance quite enough. I oh, he's still got a couple. Like there are a couple of good ones yeah. in there. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. There's no not enough. Um, uh, yeah. Well, then, yes. are we are we finished? Are we spoiled? I think we're done. I think, I think we're done. Well, we have to. Well, change. I'm not saying don't see it. Uh, we have to change dates no. next week, don't we? Maybe yes. just get a bit drunk. Uh, next week, like it's not Tuesday. We can't do Tuesday. We're not doing Tuesday. Uh, we'll have to do another day. Probably Monday. Monday? Yeah. Uh, this is something. Sounds good. You were springing shit on me last week, and I'm going to spring it on you now. So we're doing Monday, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We'll do. Uh, is everyone in the chat okay with Monday? We're going to come back on Monday oh. next week. Yes, because we've got to go see yeah. a, a lady about a web on <laughs> Tuesday. Um, and uh, so we're doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith for Monday. Yeah, more spies. Yay. I might not actually be able to do Monday, but like, let's see how we go. Yeah, you can do a pre-record. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if you can, yeah. We'll, we'll try to, because like, we can't do a Wednesday. Wednesday's we'll a very, very important other day. It's, uh, it's, it's unfair. Um, and then Thursday, I don't know. I could do Thursday. I haven't got much going on. I'm a pretty boring guy. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll let you guys know. We'll work something out. There will uh, be an announcement. Yeah, but get on to which, yeah. It, what, yeah. Is it Amazon? Which one's the which one is yeah. Mr. Uh, Mrs. Smith? Yeah. Uh, Amazon yes. Yeah. And now I'm halfway through watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm, I, I absolutely last night. need to pitch 
shows to people that allow me to travel to many different exotic locations. <laughs> oh, like Italy five times, you mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to go to an overseas country. Oh, it's Italy again. Yeah. But anyway. Is it Lake like Como? Amazing. I want to go. Did we mention Italy? <laughs> Do you like Italy? Is it oh, where are we this week? Oh, Italy again. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just so sick of all this past. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, um, for joining us. Thank you for the chat. It's a good chat. Hopefully, you didn't burst your bubble or let the cat out of the bag, as it were. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, fuck, I hate that joke. Right. <laughs> Be angry. Um, the cat doesn't get out of the bag. There is nothing about the cat. It was a shit fucking marketing ploy, and I hate it. Yeah. So that's fine. Okay. We'll see you all later. Let's go and raid some barger, shall we? Bye! for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.